Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. diagnosis of cancer and immediately there's a little bit of a fear factor just with the word and 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 because of that because we're looking at it only from this earthly plane our prayers are hindered we we, it's like there's a often a diminished expectation when we pray that God might actually do something in today's message Pastor Robert will remind you that no thing is too big for God to handle. In our world, there are many things that are too big for us to deal with. Things like cancer, losing a job, or the loss of a loved one seem like just too much. But when your trust is placed in God, hope can be found in struggles. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 14 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. One of the most common mistakes that we make as, as Christians, I think, a lot of times is we allow our human point of view, our, our earthbound, if you will, perspective to place limitations on our faith. We hear a diagnosis of cancer and immediately there's a little bit of a fear factor just with the word. And, and, and because of that, because we're looking at it only from this earthly plane, our prayers are hindered. We, we, it's like there's a, often a diminished expectation when we pray that God might actually do something. Or, or, or we're given an idea, we're given an opportunity, and we focus on our lack of resources or, or our human inadequacies rather than focusing on being obedient to the guidance that the Lord is giving us. In Matthew chapter 14, which is, you know, we've been working our way through the book of Matthew. In chapter 14, Jesus is in the process of training his disciples, especially the 12 apostles, because, you know, there were were more than just those 12. There was a much larger group. And he's, he's training especially those 12 to think outside the box, to not be limited by what they can see, what they can understand, what they think they know. Last week we looked at it, you know, this, this little training season that he, that he has them on. 
He fed 5,000 men, not counting the women and children, using just one kid's sack lunch. The passage that we're about to study today, he's going to take it even further. Matthew 14, 22 says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. In other words, the the, the wind was against them. Instead of, you know pushing them across the sea, filling the the sails and pushing them across the sea. It was pushing against them. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it's I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Now, let's stop right there for a minute. You know, not only do we allow our earthbound frame of reference to limit our faith, but sometimes, actually quite often, I think, we also allow that same tendency to hinder our our understanding of the Bible. You know, I was thinking about, you know, when we read about this stormy, crazy, tumultuous night that the apostles had in the boat, what what comes to your mind? You know, what kind of things come to your mind? I know for me, the first the first you know time I went to Israel, I was I was impacted by the size of the boats because they were a lot bigger than I thought they were. You know, I I would read stories like this in the Bible, and you know, when I grew up as a as a kid growing up in Georgia, we had a like a ten foot John boat, a f- flat bottom boat that we could use on the little creeks and the brooks and everything. You know, and you know, my dad and I, with a couple of oars or whatever, we take it out on the lakes. And I was thinking that way. That's, it's a boat. And then we get there, and I see the boats. And, and there's one, by the way, there's, there's, there's actually one that they discovered when the, the Sea of Galilee was, like, really, really low. They had a serious drought for a number of years. And a 2,000-year-old fishing boat was laying there in the mud, and they managed to restore it. There's a, there's a museum at the Sea of Galilee that's built all around that boat. You know, it's, it, it's the, and they show how they managed. They, they encased it in styrofoam to protect it, you know, so that it wouldn't just immediately fall to pieces when, when the air hit it, you know, if, if they just dug it out of the mud. And, uh, and then, you know, encased it in, in styrofoam and, and then sailed it to, you know, this place where they could protect it and restore it. It's a fascinating process. But, but you realize, man, these boats were huge. They were a lot bigger than I thought they were. They, you know, 
30 people probably, 40 people would have fit in the boat. It was big. The, the side of the boat, you know, like maybe five feet or something, depending on how much weight was in the boat, four or five feet off the surface of the water. It's a big boat. And then I, I'm thinking, man, this would have been exhausting all night long. They've been, they're having to row this gigantic, heavy wooden boat. That doesn't sound like fun. They're having to row it against the wind. I wonder how many of them were seasick by this time. You know, I'm thinking about these kinds of things because I, I just, I hate being seasick. And they were scared. But notice verse 32. When they got into the boat, talking about Jesus and Peter, when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Now, keep in mind, this had all started several hours earlier. John's gospel says that Jesus, because he knew that the people, the Galilean people, were coming to forcibly crown him their king, there's a sense of urgency. He tells the apostles, get in the boat, go to the other side, I'm going to break up the party. And he sends the multitudes away. And it says, when evening came... He was on the mountain alone praying. So what I get from that is by the time it got dark, Jesus was on the mountain. He's alone. He's praying. But those 12 men are out in the middle of the lake. Now, the, one of the other gospels, I think it's John's gospel, points out it's like three or four miles. They had rowed out about three or four miles. They're, so they're like three to four miles out fighting against this wind. They've been fighting it for hours and hours and hours. How do we know? Well, because he tells us that in the fourth watch of the night, meaning between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., Jesus comes walking on the water. So from dark until, let's just say, 4 in the morning, they've been rowing, they've been fighting, they've been wrestling, trying to do what? Trying to be obedient. They're just trying to be obedient. We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it part of your daily routine. If you'd like to listen to more of Pastor Robert's teachings from the book of Matthew, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to The Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. Come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study. Or join us online as we live stream. 
you'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach under About at our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Robert next time, right here on Main Thing Radio.